me a soft, subtle mix. And if it ain't broke, don't try to fix it. And think of the summers of the past. Adjust the bass and let the Alpine blast. Pop in my CD and let me run a rhyme. Put your car on cruise and lay back. Cause it's summer, summer time. Time to sit back on <laughs> It's fucking February, you monsters. <laughs> Welcome back to Continue Podcast. Episode 110. We've never done The Fresh Prince, I don't think. Oh, we have. No, we've done right? Boom Shake the Room, I'm sure. No, we've never what? done Boom Shake really? the Room. No, I've considered huh. I want to beat Mike Tyson in the past. That's a good one. That's, That's a solid good one. choice. Uh, and I've considered uh, Parents Don't Understand. Wait, have we done Parents Don't Understand? We've it's- done Men. We've done Wild Wild West. We've done Wild Wild West? I I feel certain we've done well well well. There has yeah. been a Fresh Prince has been on this show. <laughs> we're falling apart, guys. Time is a flat circle. Welcome back. I'm Anthony John Agnello, and we all have feelings about the book of natural bobas. Uh, we have Staff Roberts, Dave Roberts. I got a stream deck for my birthday. Hey! Nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so um, partially it was just a like for messing with the stream because i've been doing that a little bit more but also like what i've discovered is that it's really handy for just setting up shortcuts for stuff that you use a lot on your computer oh, so i'm that's gonna what i up. use mine yeah. for yeah yeah so i'm cool. gonna have uh for the next episode i'm gonna have buttons for audacity i'll have a button for patreon and i just push buttons Look, I'm I am maximizing my productivity workflow there you go. to engage with my core competencies, Anthony. Max oh efficiency. Oh my god, are you hitting your KPIs? Yes. <laughs> this I am I'm going to be a productivity machine now that I have this. No, it's it's really cool though. Like I, I I'm I wasn't so sure about asking for it for my birthday, but like now that I have it, like I don't know, it's really neat. It's really I definitely, just a really cool thing. I definitely said in a meeting recently uh, to my boss after we were no longer speaking uh, to other people on the phone that if I heard KPI in the context of the previous conversation one more time, I'm going to refer, I'm going to infer that it means kill people immediately. (laughs) (laughs) Tucking that one away for future use. Thank you. And he enjoyed it. Um, we also have Susan Art. Susan, I, I'm worried about your home goods. I'm worried about your your the things that most people have to function in life because yours seem to be exploding at an, an alarming rate. Right? I know. I know. I finally got my car back. Praise the sun. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it it has been, and I and I laid out this entire saga on Twitter. But that something has been wrong with my car since the spring of 2021. <laughs> wow, it's a long time for a it's a long time. Like I was dealing with it for uh, uh, until uh, until I moved to Texas. At which point it, it was at it was it was supposedly air quote being fixed since December 22nd. And I just got it back two days ago. But it's back. It's done. It's all fixed. Huzzah. My oven broke mid-pot roast. <laughs> That's not how you finish a pot roast. That's no. not. for Okay, so if you, if you all do not know this, an oven has two heating elements, one on the top and one on the bottom. And the one on the bottom is the one that produces the majority of the heat because 
heat rises and that's how you cook things. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so oh, they yeah. just have a bunch of wet meat. <laughs> Fortunately, it was it was it was a low and slow kind of thing, so it actually did it had it took a little longer, and the top element was still working, so it did still cook and was delicious. I might add, because my husband nice. is an amazing cook. But yeah, the thing's busted, and that shouldn't be a big deal because this is a common thing that happens in ovens. It's the element is very similar conceptually to the element in the light bulb. You use it for a while, it eventually per- burns out, you take it out, you put in a new one. Uh, except supply chain issues. Ah, uh, there we go. Yep. Mean, possibly, possibly, uh, we wouldn't be able to get a new replacement part for six months. Oh my god. So, uh, what I'm saying is, I'm looking to buy a new oven. We got a guy coming today to take a look at it and... and yeah, but that guy better check for fucking squirrels, is what right? I'm saying. Like, <laughs> yeah. small rodents are a factor here. I feel like they're sneaking in in the middle of the night. They're like, how can we fuck with this girl today? Who did you I piss mean, it, off? It, it's in the, just in the, the rat descendant community. In the, in like, the rodent family? I don't I don't know. Susan discovered like, the secret in him, and they're out for her. That's, that's what it is. <laughs> They just want to be left alone. Those those are they magic? What the fuck is up with the secret? Like, did the did it was a science experiment? Know. Yeah, but the science no, just, experiments it, give them powers, though. Well, I mean, it like it made them more intelligent. They just ha- like they're just hang though. Like they don't they don't have like no. Ma- they're right. not magic. What is wrong <laughs> there's, with you? There's all kinds ridiculous. of like mists and shit coming out of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're just they're just smart. They can just they're, talk and wear clothes. They're not. Fucking magic. I don't know. I had a real crush on the main character. I did. Mrs. Frisbee? She's married. Miss Frisbee. Well, you know. Whatever. record? (laughs) I'm just saying things change, yo. (laughs) She's got got that 80s short hair. (laughs) 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 We've already derailed. So before before we talk about actual video games, because all fucking three of us have actually been playing video games, because uh, new video games are happening now in 2022, we're going to talk about a little thing called the Nintendo Direct, uh, aka a Nintendo stole Anthony's dream journal, and <laughs> yep, yep. Used, used it to make and all of their business decisions. <laughs> Open the door to Phantom Mile, and uh... <laughs> guys, what what happened? Like, why were they like, hmm, well. Switch is getting a little long in the tooth. How are we going to make money? Well, why don't we put out a compilation of those Namco platformers that failed for us twice in the past, <laughs> repeatedly? And then let's take the let's not put Chrono Trigger back out because too many people like that. Let's put back out the Chrono game that everyone hates, except for that one guy. But also, wait, 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 wait. People don't like Chrono Cross. People do not like Chrono Cross. I love Chrono. Yeah, because yeah, it's, it's fucking great. It's weird. It's, it's weird as hell, so- and it's great. And but but not only that, we're also going to translate that uh, that uh, visual novel that came out on the Satellaview in Japan. Anthony is uh, doing the 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 wavy arm tube man dance. Is that what live a uh, live? No, is? no, no. So that's so radical Chrono- dreamers, yeah. which is the like 
text adventure preview that only came out on a super Famicom add-on that you had to download from the 90s <laughs> internet so, in Japan. So, oh the, my god. The writer and director of Chrono Trigger, okay. Masato Kato, was like, yeah, I have an idea for a follow-up story. And Square Enix was like, you can have five dollars. <laughs> and so he made it's not even like truly a visual novel it's more like uh do you guys like remember deja vu for like nes like the a yeah, detective like it's game. like a point and click adventure it's sort of yeah thing. so it was, it was radical dreamers and like this is the thing it was on satellaview in japan which was you could own it wasn't even like Sega Channel. You know, like Sega Channel, you had cable in the mid-90s. You could go to a channel. This is for you children in our audience. You could go to a cable channel, and that would allow you to play Genesis games. Yeah, like the 90s were wild. <laughs> they were. They were, <laughs> they were awesome. Satellaview was even fucking weirder, because it was like Nintendo would broadcast games at certain times. You put a cartridge in your Super Nintendo that would connect to a satellite feed, and at that time, you could download that to the flash memory of that cartridge. And so the only way to play Radical Dreamers was to just make sure that you got it at the right time, and then it was in there. And it was like static images, text choices, and like a visual story. And it's all the big sort of... um, inciting incident parts of Chrono Cross are in there. Like, Luca Luca having an orphanage and that burning down, and her you know, like surrogate daughter, kid breaking into a place to find something called the Frozen Flame. Like, all that stuff that became yeah, like, Chrono Cross. Is tying into Chrono Cross, yeah. So, like, it's it's not like it's a prequel, it's just it's, it's like the rough draft version. It's like La La Jete to 12 Monkeys, if you want to get really pretentious. (laughs) Wow! Okay! So so cool. (laughs) There's your Criterion Collection (laughs) moment. But yes! That got announced at the Nintendo Direct 2! But then, yeah, then Live Live Alive, which is a totally different thing, which... Absolutely bonkers. One, that they're bringing it out in English, and two, that they're remaking it in the style of Octopath Traveler as a full-priced Nintendo Switch exclusive game. It'll probably come to PC eventually, Octopath did, but yeah, like Switch exclusive for the time being. Is Live is Live Alive Switch exclusive? I thought that was one of the ones, like, Klonoa. No, it, it's very confusing, but I believe Live Alive is Nintendo Switch only. Switch only. Yeah, because Klonoa is like for it's for Switch in the summer and then everything else in the fall. Yeah. Wait, question: Is this a new Klonoa or is it this is, a okay? Re- so it, <laughs> it, it is not even. It's not like they're taking the remake for Wii and then putting that back out. It is two entirely new remakes of Klonoa one and two. Okay. Uh, which has an audience of approximately. You? Me. <laughs> no, like, there's, there's, I know at least two other people who They're were like very two, excited, like, so. <laughs> two people will buy that. Um, like, we were talking about this in the Discord, because they have, like, Nintendo's a very, they're a very interesting company when they, when it comes to the stuff that they promote, because they do have their, like, look, we're making a new Kirby game, we're making 
new sports game. Like, all of your favorite franchises are back. Well, guess what? Mario's back in another adventure. We're soccer and all that. Like, like they've got, like, yes, okay, they're going to make a new Mario, whatever. But then they're like, hey, guys, remember that Japan only <laughs> exclusive JRPG that, like, five people are really happy about because they got a fan <laughs> translation in the 90s from Aeon Genesis or whatever that group was. Guess what? We are putting $10 million into marketing for it, and you are going to buy it. <laughs> Who makes that decision? Yeah. And why, when do I get to hug them is the real question. <laughs> uh... I am very excited about new Super Mario Strikers. Uh, I that saw. That's cool. Yeah. <clears throat> so hear me out. A lot of people okay. were like, "Number one, new Super Mario Tennis and new Super Mario Golf were fucking terrible. Why would I play this?" And my first thing is, it's not made by the same people. It's made by Next Level Games. And Super Mario Strikers for GameCube and Wii, those are ugly ass games. They both look not good they are so fun they're fun and so like eight player strikers that's that, that's cool, kind of cool man. yeah cool like <laughs> i'm in fire emblem muso with the three houses characters is brilliant like that's just <laughs> yeah i'm i'm into that uh what else we got here Front what <laughs> you're wrong about strikers wait and why? here's what? why okay what did you not see all the like items and power-ups and you can do this on the fifth and uh, oh. they're gonna Mario Golf that shit, dude. Oh. It's gonna be the exact same it's like it's not the same racing to the hole kind of BS that they did with the golf, but they're gonna take it the exact same way. Mm, you're mm, that's true. Mm. Uh-huh. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So, so the only thing I'll say is that we the Wii version seemed like it was gonna be stupid at first too. Oh, because, I, I am not opposed to the Strikers idea right. in and of itself. It's just as a follow-up, because you, yeah, you wouldn't think they could right. destroy golf, but they sure did. They, sure did. <laughs> they really did. <laughs> Which they recognized, the because when with the uh, Wii Sports, and, or the new Switch Sports announcement, they're like, yeah, um, free golf uh, game. <laughs> you just have the free golf. It's fine. Don't pay for it. It's It's good. Yo, I was really excited about new Wii Sports. I like, I like, I'm fucking in. Yeah. I want, I look at my Switch regularly and I'm like, this motion control works so much better. Why can't I just have bowling? Just bowling. Back? Yep. Just, just give me the, like, and all they really needed to do was bowling and tennis. That's it. But then they're like, here, have some other stuff too. And it's like, oh, that's nice. Thank you. Great. Yeah. I'm yeah. in. Maybe I, I, the sword as, as, fighting will work now. As a as a family who has been breaking out the Wii more often than not to play, like we we got our in laws to buy a used Wii off of Facebook so they could have Wii Sports over there when Jonah goes over there. Oh, that's awesome! Uh, yeah, it it's it it is the great unifier. Like people yeah. just it's you, 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 I I will go to my grave saying that Wii Sports is one of the most important games Nintendo's ever made, yeah. and I it's I'm so happy to see them bring it back. We, oh man, when there was some project we worked on at one of the many outlets that we were on, <laughs> at, and I can't remember what one it was, but somewhere we did, like, it was like everybody on staff chose the games that they thought were perfect games, like perfect, flawless, like nothing yep. should be yep. changed. I wonder what I picked. I can't remember where we did that, but... 
my picks were Wii Sports, yep. Pac-Man Championship Edition, and uh, Tetris 89 for Game Boy. Like, those Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are, okay, I gotta uh, find out now. Cause, they're yeah. the, the flawless <laughs> games. But, like, yes, Wii Sports is it's flawless. It's flawless. It's every... There was nothing sweeter like i it's an incomparable experience like not video games but like just the life the day i realized that i could line up the shot i knew exactly how many times to click the d-pad and then how to swing the remote to bowl a strike from the bathroom without looking at the screen like, <laughs> like, like yeah I, that's the i'm in well, the yeah, other room everyone had their like their move like i had a friend right. who would um like his secret that did like it didn't work or if, if it did it was like a coin flip but his secret like he would he would smack the back of his leg with the wii remote to give it the like the oomph it need everyone everyone had a method everybody had a move everybody yeah. had a move that's great um so the big the big nintendo direct thing that susan you mentioned that you wanted to discuss was and i quote the sheer balls of announcing DLC for Mario Kart 8. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. $25 mm-hmm. DLC. Oh, and by the way, so I was like, oh, $25 for all these things that are going to be updated oh, through the end of next year? No, 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 sweetie. Oh, precious. No, 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 no. 25 for the first eight tracks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kitten. Yeah. Wait, wait. Is, it, is it 25 for the first eight or is it 25 yes. for the whole thing? No. It's twenty five for, for the whole for for the first eight, or you can have that Nintendo Online Plus, and then you just get them yeah. automatically. So I've talked to a lot of people who are very oh. angry about this, and uh, is it oh. not? What, what is no, it? No, so for, first, well, the first wave drops March eighteenth, with the rest releasing over the course. Expansion will retail for twenty four ninety nine, but will be free with the online expansion pack. So I think if you spend twenty five, you get all of it. But they release them. They're releasing them over. This is Nintendo's problem. They do this all the time. Just so. Just be clear with your pricing. I look. I'm not saying it's not right. I think everybody who is angry and like, what the fuck are you doing, Nintendo? That is shitty. Is justified. Alternately, <laughs> why wouldn't they? Oh, I know. I know. Like, the thing prints money. No, your your argument. And, and I think you made this in the Discord, was spot on. It was perfect. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, why... Like, people are like, well, well, Mario Kart 9 has to be happening. Mario Kart 9... No, it doesn't. No, it no. doesn't. No, it doesn't. Because Mario yeah. Kart 8 is not... Like, it's not on the tail end of its sales. No. Guys, it, there, like, there, there's a reason that Texas Instruments is still making Texas Instruments 83 calculators to this day nearly 50 years after that device was invented it is very very functional and yep. very very profitable yeah mario kart 8 deluxe is a perfect product whether you like it or not i love that game i too would long for super smash kart or more characters or what have you but when your game stays in the top 20 best sellers at yeah. fucking retail for a decade, like it hangs with Grand Theft Auto. They don't need to do shit. Yeah. Why would they? I, a buddy of mine was like, he gamed it out and he like, this was kind of brilliant. He was like, 
if if they sell this DLC to every single person that owns Mario yeah. Kart 8, they'll make about $400 million. Well, yeah. And he's like, but if they made a new Mario Kart 9 and then sold just as many copies, that would be about $3 billion. And I'm like, yeah, but then they'd have to spend the money to make it. They would, yeah. yeah. The, 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 co- <laughs> the cost of making a new Mario Kart game significantly more because you know they, they wouldn't just make the same game again with new tracks they would have to do right. something new to it which requires time and development effort whereas this they can just go here a bunch of new tracks cost way less money to put out they don't have to spend the money on the marketing blitz that a new game would require they don't have to spend the money on the uh, yeah like the tv ads that kind of stuff um and yeah they're selling to a core audience that already has this game and wants more of it uh it, and it's and it's interesting too because it, it made me think about like well you know like just the way that nintendo handles these things because it is like yeah mario kart 8 is not a product in decline it is continuing to sell gangbusters they don't need a nine to make up for the dip in eight sales we're not going to see a switch pro anytime soon because the Nintendo Switch is still it's not right. a, it's not a system in decline. Mm-mm. They Mm-mm. they have they we might get like an OLED Switch Lite. But and le- let me let me put this let me put this in your pipe and see how you like to smoke it, Dave. Oh, stop it. Let me check this. Check it. So they were like, yeah, we're going to distribute all these new tracks or in through 2024. You know what you do after 2024? You say, hey, it's 2025. Here's Switch 2 or new Nintendo Switch or whatever you call it. And then you get to put out a whole new retail edition of this game. Yep, yep, and you, 100%. And you call it yep. Mario Kart 8 Complete. Or, yep. and this was the one that I thought of. This is this is the, the beautiful moment that popped in my head. You just put it out. You call it Mario Kart 8, but you put the 8 on its side. So it's an oh. infinity symbol. And then it's got everything in there. And you ever have to make another one again? Oh, that's really good marketing. Uh huh. <laughs> because oh, really because they're savvy. <laughs> like, like, Mario Mario Kart Nine's never coming. <laughs> I, the thing is, is like I would if Mario Kart Eight wasn't already a complete package. I like th- this may be upsetting. It might be like, oh man, they're just putting more. I want like a, like if there was something that I felt Mario Kart Eight was lacking in any way, I would be disappointed that they weren't making another game. Uh, but I feel like Mario Kart Eight is the platonic ideal of Mario Kart. It has the right balance of power ups, uh, a ton of characters. Uh, it has a ton of courses, but like new and from like other uh games in the series it, it really is just like it's like uh like uh like queen's greatest hits it mm-hmm. like it's all you need like like you, you know you could dive into the other games if you want but if you just want like like mario kart a really good package like eight is it like i don't mm-hmm. i don't know what they would do and again you know because i'm not a design on nintendo i don't know what ideas they got cooking up in there but they've said repeatedly where it's like that we don't like we don't want to make a new F Zero game because we don't know what to add. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. I, and I, like I get that same feeling with Mario Kart. Like, what else do you add at this point? It it already feels like it's it's the right balance of like just like good racing, party fun. It's got it's got everything you need. Like that's, the only thing left 
is to find a way to re-release the legacy versions of the games. Yeah. And, and that's it. Like, that's all that's left. Ninten- and, like, it, it would be very easy. Like, Nintendo's not shy about doing that these days. They, you know, Super Mario 3D All-Stars came out. Like, they're clearly interested in the compilation package. You put something out, it's got Double Dash and Cart Wii and... I don't know, throw in those Namco arcade games just to, like, throw people <laughs> a bone. Uh, what what are they called? Mario Kart GP. There you yeah. go. Throw that in there. And you're done. I Yeah, like, every time I see somebody on Twitter being like, Mario Kart 9's gotta be coming. Why? No. Yeah, why? <laughs> no. Yeah. I, I feel like people don't think about the, the business side of yeah. creation. Yeah. When it, like, as much as they might have ideas for a new for a Mario Kart Nine or even a desire to make it, they're checking the balance sheet, mm-hmm. and that four hundred million versus three billion—that's that's not comparing profit to profit. Mm-hmm. That's gross to gross. And when you start checking out the profit, right? So it just what what this this makes perfect business sense. Because really, you don't. Mario Kart is that style of game where you don't need a whole new game. You just need new tracks and maybe, maybe new game types. Mm-hmm. But it's racing. Yeah. Like that, it never goes bad. Yeah. And this isn't, they're not even really making anything new. These are all tracks yep. from old games. Yep, the design is done. Yeah. Like it's converting assets and then tuning them and that's yep. it it's such a simple lift and i admire the shit out of it i actually like i you know why gild the lily no you're uh, right i mean you're right you're you're absolutely right you're absolutely right. it's the 25 dollars that i'm just it's a little too much i'm gonna Ooh. need a sip of water to choke that down i also don't own mario kart 8 so it's not a me problem, but I'm like twenty five bucks. Yeah. If they're gonna hit, the, if they okay, if it is twenty five bucks for the entire rollout, I, then oh my god, that's sure a bargain. It's the entire mm. rollout. Mm. Let me let me go to the source here. Mario Kart Nintendo Uncle. <laughs> my uncle who worked. Yeah. <laughs> like if it's twenty five for the whole thing, then then I retract all my statements because that's that is my god. Why would you not? But they could do twenty five a pop, and people would buy. And it. people would pay. Yeah. I, well, that that's the other thing. I saw a lot of people saying that they were sure that this direct would include the announcement of, um, the Final Fantasy Pixel remasters. The oh the, bless. And like, yeah. I see a lot of people being like, yeah, like, well, they'll they'll clearly release them all on like one cartridge. Up. Like, honey, come on, no, <laughs> oh, you're cute. No, what are you? No, what are you stupid? They will, they will release them on one cartridge. It's Southeast Asia. Yeah. Uh, no, not even that. <laughs> not even that. You might get two packs. You might be like, here's sixty dollars for five and six and three and four and one and two. It's like sets. But more likely it'll be like that'll be thirty dollars each on oh, Switch. Oh, one hundred percent. And if because they can. Because they no. can. Because they can. And I'm sitting here hitting refresh, waiting. <laughs> For I've Play been saying Asia. this about you Nintendo freaks for years. They Losers. will do this because they can. Because yeah. you will buy it. Mm-hmm. Every time. Uh, there is also the final announcement. 
that we could get into, which is you guys, is everybody else really pumped about Xenoblade Chronicles, but everybody wears pants this time? I'm fucking pumped. Everybody's got pants. Give it to me. Put it in my veins. Yeah. I want it. I did not know I would love the last one as much as I did, but I played the living shit out of that game and I want more. I'm, I swear to God, I watched that trailer and I like was in my head. I'm like, am I going to new game plus play through two again? Cause I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking, I'm thinking about going back to the mountaintop because if you don't have to do any of the grinding and you don't have to like oh, yeah. roll for, you know, the cool uh, blades again, mm. you probably blow through that in a, pretty quickly. That game mm. ruled, ruled hard. Well, up until the ending, which so. Oh, I liked the ending, but I was playing on up the tower. Yeah, I liked that. You are terrible. You should feel bad about yourself. No, we should go back to the episode that we recorded when that came out. Yeah, yeah. Because I only got to that point in the game, Susan, after they'd released the update where you could change the difficulty. Oh. Right. So you played through it on like yeah. the original balancing, yeah. which must have been one of the most miserable game experiences in it the was, world. It was awful. It was yeah. just boring as shit. And like every every level looks exactly the same. And I'm just, yeah. oh, good, more fights. Cool. This is rewarding and satisfying. <laughs> yeah, on easy, you're just like popping oh, okay. through. And right. it was very so, exciting. So. The website calls it the Booster Course Pass, 48 courses on the way, and there's only one price here for $24.99, and again, yeah. Unclear. It, does not, it does not explicitly say that you get all 48 courses for $25, but they are also not saying the first pack for $25, they're saying like you can pre-order the pass, which I am assuming comes with all of them. Oh, I, that's a big assumption. It's, it's, yeah. They do that vague. They do that vague language on purpose. This is some A/B testing going <laughs> yeah, on, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's just a figure like, it out. Hmm. Uh, G- given given the previous Mario Kart Eight on the Wii DLC packs, which I think were like twenty for like packs of sixteen courses or something like that, my guess is that it is for everything. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, but so before before we leave Nintendo, I'll ask uh, we don't we don't have to talk about this too much because we could probably get more in depth once Dave starts playing it. And I'm I'm curious if you were gonna play it, Susan. Mm. But I've been playing uh, that Pokemon Legends Arceus, and now I know how to okay. say Arceus. Is that how you say it? It's Arceus. That is, you say. Do they say it in the game? They say it in the game. Okay. <laughs> so now I know. Finally, um, and my deep critical cultural perspective that I bring to you on this show for our discussion, for the Midnight Society's consideration, whoosh, Pokemon's good now. Nice, um, nice. Pokemon is good. Yeah. And uh, I love it. And I looked at the clock last night. Uh, I have played in the span <laughs> in the span of nine days i've played 13 hours of this game okay which in my world these days 13 hours in any game is a lot for me okay um but i am not going to stop anytime soon and i realized a couple of things uh okay. last night i i had my initial thought which i i mentioned to you guys before we recorded 
which is that Pokemon Arceus delivers on the promise of what open world games were going to be back with Grand Theft Auto 3 before Ubisoft ruined everything for <laughs> because I like you know the, the, the thing we've talked about on this show a million times is that I hate open world games but I realize that what I'm trying to say there is I hate open world games that were made after Assassin's Creed Right. Yep. And once it became templatized and people are starting to break away from that template when they make these things that are now like Breath of the Wild gave them a new genre name, like the open field term. Like they call this open field. Grand Theft Auto 3 was an open field game. It was like, here is a basic structure. And now we're going to just give you these systems and they will be pleasurable to you to mess with in simple ways. Like Grand Theft Auto 3 connected with people and was fun because it really wasn't very complicated. There wasn't much to it. And you could just go out and do shit. Pokemon Arceus is technically still just Pokemon. Like you're going out there, you're catching monsters, you make those pup monsters fight. What is missing is any of the friction between any of these activities and like one of the smartest control schemes to do complicated shit I've ever encountered. So you remember like last year when all of us were playing Monster Hunter Rise? Yep. And we were like, oh, they fixed the the oubliette of a user interface. (laughs) (laughs) Only a little. Only a little. They improved it. Let's say they improved improved it. it. They They added a window to the oubliette to let some sun in. When you start playing Pokemon Arceus, you, like the controls feel so weird and alien because they're like, all right, well, you know, throw a ball with the right trigger. And then that's also how you throw out Pokemon, but switch between your items and Pokemon by pressing and X. That's, and like, well, that's also how you aim, too. It's not like right. hold left trigger to aim, right <laughs> trigger to th- throw the Pokeball. It's just the right trigger. Just it's the right trigger. It's weird. Very difficult to get your head around. But then... After a couple hours when you've just been like, all right, well, I know that to do the next thing, I just have to walk over this bridge. But instead, I just spent 53 minutes rolling around some trees and then hitting an otter in the face with a steel ball so that I can know more about that otter. You're like, oh, you guys have stumbled upon something magical. It's just fun. It's just fun to be out there. There's no... I've seen people say that, like, this is also a chore list because, you know, the big... If you want to 100% this game, you have to complete the Pokedex, Mm. which is you have to find every single Pokemon and to fill out their page, you need to get 10 points worth of information about each one which is like you like you and you get points for like how many pokemon you capture how many pokemon you defeat if you like if a pokemon uses like a specific move at certain times and you see Mm -hmm. it do that in battle that gives you points which you then turn in for research points you don't have to do the whole thing to hit the 10 you need to max it out but yeah but it is like a and it's pretty generous and I understand how somebody who has like plays a shitload of Pokemon games looks at this and is like, oh man, it's just tedious and uh, chores because in their heads, that's the game. The game is like getting the completion. They have to do it all. Yeah, They have to do it all. And that is not what well, this the, game the, is the for. The tagline isn't got to catch some. 
It's <laughs> gotta, catch a, got, gotta mean, catch some of them. Gotta catch a few. Gotta catch <laughs> just the ones gotta you catch, like. Like you know, enough. Yeah, no. enough. Gotta catch enough. I'm I'm here to throw a blue bouncy ball in a ghost's face when it's in the middle of a conversation with another ghost, and then an angry skunk tries to murder me because I didn't see it was near a tree. That's that's what I'm here for. It is wonderful I, and after this amount of time i think i like it more than shin megami tensai 5 i think it's i think they're doing similar things and i think this one does it better which is that's that's my pokemon arceus thought susan you look very skeptical it doesn't sound fun to me i don't it doesn't sound fun to me out loud either yeah it sounds okay. it sounds miserable it, it sounds it sounds like more pokemon but that, yeah, that's but what, with the, but the, what I will say, what Pokemon Legends does that I've been waiting for them to do forever. Like you said, they took they took the friction out because it's not just like oh you got to walk around the the grass and wait for the random battle and then the Pokemon announces his name and then makes the noise and then yeah. and then you pick your move and then it goes okay you use this move it did this amount of damage it was super effective then they do their move. And it does this amount of damage, yes. and then every battle takes five minutes. No, it's all that's gone. All it's all it. gone. Oh. So, yeah, all so, of it's gone. All of that's so, gone. The menus are gone. All that's gone. You're just doing this shit like it's wait, a video so, game. <laughs> I, yeah. So if you see a Pokemon out in the field and you can like sneak up to it and just throw a Pokeball at it, there's a chance. There's a pretty good chance that you can catch it. Some Pokemon, if they're too strong don't work yeah. like that so then you have to actually throw your pokemon out and engage in a battle but again there's no like screen transition into a battle it's just the battle starts and just then your fast, menu fast, pops fast, up fast, fast, and you fast. Hit fight and then the move happens and it's just it's so much fast battles that would take literal minutes okay. are done in like five ten seconds now and it's all active like you're like huh. the only the only time you ever engage with like menu choices is when you're in a fight and then those fights, though, like Dave just said, it, all the friction's gone. Fights are usually like two, three moves max. Like, you'll move once. If it doesn't kill the thing you're trying to kill, you send something else out, and then it'll kill that in one hit. Okay, like, wait, everything I have, is just. I have a question, and this is going. I, I understand how stupid this sounds given the context of the game nope. we're discussing. What's the point? <laughs> the, 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 that's, but like that's why I compared it to Grand Theft Auto Three, because Grand Theft Auto Three is there 3, a story? Like, are is, you like why are you collecting all these? So it's, a, it's an isekai. You you uh, the game starts literally the same way that Breath of the Wild does with a glowing light, and you in this like T-shirt mm -hmm. and a cell phone. This voice tells you, "Hey, I'm God. You're going to Pokemon <laughs> Land now," uh -huh. uh, and you're like, "What?" And then it transports you to. Um, like it looks like ancient Japan, but not. And uh, there's Pokemon, and then a professor's like, "Hey, you don't look like you belong here. Uh, why don't you help us survey the area and do Pokemon stuff?" Like the like the story is very light. At least like yeah. I'm only a couple hours in, and it's very much so, like, "Okay, you're you're part of us now. Go help us research Pokemon." That's it. So, this, gets, so you're just. It, it, the gameplay is literally just going and catching Pokemon. That is the that is it. That and, is the and, alpha and omega of what's happening. And so way, the way it breaks out is it's not a 
true like it's not an open world like you have access to very large sprawling stages yeah and uh you can you will at various points of the story the story will be like yo the giant uh the giant flower monster that lives over in the swamplands is yeah. going crazy. Yeah. Go help the people that live over there. Oh, now the giant bear in the other region is okay. going crazy. Okay. Go okay. quell that one. And it's just That's what I was, it's okay. very very linear and if, but again, like it's there's a story to care about in the same way that there's a story in Skyrim and Morrowind. We're like, yeah. uh-huh, great. Like let me get back to being a blacksmith assassin right 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 (laughs) and that's that's it it's it's more like you walk into a swamp and you're like oh motherfucker what is that weird gray thing in the distance i can't even see it clearly let me throw a ball at it and it's not like you've chosen from a menu like do you want to throw thing at pokemon you you hold down the trigger you line up your sight and you're like and like like metal gear like a little like exclamation point will appear over its head and be like what and you're like oh shit now it knows i'm here now this rock monster is going to try and murder me and then you or you could just keep throwing a ball you see a little blue frog in the distance you're like can i hit a frog from here no i'm good it sounds stupid doesn't it no it i mean i mean it's an outdoor dungeon crawl and instead of killing things to to get loot, you're catching things and they are the loot. Yes. And I get that. Yeah. And I've tried that before. I don't mind menus. Hi. I come from I come from the <laughs> land of turn-based RPGs, which I love. Me too. Thank you. So I, I've tried it. It on paper, it should be my jam. It's not. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know what's missing that needs to be in it for me to care because I love the Pokemon. They're freaking cute. Hats. And I love the little cute things and I love collecting things, but for whatever, there's something missing in it for me. And it does not sound like this is uh, yeah. I, if supplying I, that. If, if there were two of me and two weeks ago Anthony was sitting next to you being like, I'm with her. You sound dumb. Like, I, it was only playing it that convinced me because there is once once the menus are removed like if you took the menus out of Shin Megami Tensei or Persona it wouldn't be fun anymore right like mm-hmm. that game needs that kind of slow thoughtful interface right pokemon i realize has always turned me off because it is the core game type is so based around wasting your fucking time it's mm. just like you've gotten on experience point to evolve it took, your Pokemon, took, collect fifty thousand more experience it took points. How many games for them to give you an item that would let you share experience with Pokemon that didn't go into battle? Right, and it, 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 instead it says, "Here's all the cute animals, and here's this cute, artful world. Mm-hmm. What if we just let you touch it?" Like yeah. rather than creating these these layers of artifice between you and letting you touch it, what if we just let you touch it? Yeah, no, I get it. I and, get it. Yeah. I, I I understand why that's removing a barrier to entry for, or barrier to enjoyment for a lot of people. Totally yeah. get that. That was never my problem with it. Hmm. So yeah, I I'd be very 
Dave, are you going to keep playing it? Or is, yeah. Or, yeah, I mean, you know, as long as my my son also doesn't bogart the cart, because <laughs> yeah, the whole the whole family's into this one. Uh, yeah, I feel like like this particular entry, I think, is going to be big in a way that like Pokemon hasn't. Oh, I mean, like Pokemon's always big, but like if this feels like it's gotten its hooks in a lot, like a different set of people, mm-hmm. like the people who are who are waiting for Pokemon to be like more than just what it's always been yeah is what uh what this feels like i will say i think some of the complaints about the graphics are overblown now that i've played it especially like if you're playing in handheld mode it's not as big of a deal but i will say that for a franchise that is the most financially successful franchise (laughs) on the planet I wish I think it could look a little better I think that like, especially some of the like the character animation anytime a character has a surprised face it's it is like straight up huh like just like like it looks like it looks like a like a like a shit not to like denigrate PS2 games or even like games that want to look like PS2 games but it looks like a shitty PS2 game sometimes no let's be fair it looks like a first party GameCube game yeah. Right. Okay. It looks like something mm, Nintendo but, made for GameCube. It looks. Like, it looks like something a Nintendo published, like second party made for GameCube. Yeah. 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 Where just, just like, enough of it feels off to the point where you're like, this does not feel like a game made with hundreds of millions of dollars behind it. This yeah. feels like a game made by a smaller studio, dealing with the resources that they have. And it's it's one of those things that makes you realize, like, oh, maybe the money behind Pokemon isn't in the games; it's in the merch, it's in the it's in the TV shows, oh, it's sure in it everything is, else. Still, yeah, I I I stand by what we discussed on the last episode of the show, which is th- this is and like the fact that when you turn the game on, there's a big splash screen that's like presented by game freak like yeah it lingers on that and i think they're really proud that they pulled this off but they don't have the fucking staff for this like okay. there's just not the institutional yeah like, no I, I like i get that but also like and i know like you can't just throw money at a problem and have it just automatically sure. fix that thing. If that were the case, then like you know, like the Oculus would be the biggest fucking thing on the planet, right? Like Zuckerberg cannot make VR happen even with infinite money behind it, uh, as much as he wants to. That said, with the amount of like yeah, just the amount of money that Pokemon pulls right. in with the partnership that they have with Nintendo. I think that if they wanted to have those discussions, yes. they could try to make something happen. I, I don't. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. That's like they don't have to go on Upwork and look for someone to help out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they go on Twitter hashtag Game Dev TaskRabbit hashtag Game Dev. They got they got resources. Looking yeah. for experienced Unity asset builder. Yeah, like, game I just, freak. I. It's it's fun though. Like they they, yeah. they nailed the important part, which is it's fun to play and like the the interface is good and like the the even just the sound it makes, just the little like firecracker sound it makes when mm-hmm. you catch a Pokemon is very satisfying. Yeah. So like they nailed they nailed that part of it, but then every time a character a character makes a surprise face, it goes, Huh? I just go like, man. Yeah. 
it's, like it's, you, you couldn't have taken a second pass at that. <laughs> so did I? Did either of you guys end up getting SMT five? Did I have you nope. guys? No. No. Uh, so last night I got a email from Atlas that was like a Nielsen survey data thing, and it's oh, like, interesting. Okay. yeah, like oh, you you are a player of Shin Megami Tensei five. Will you do a uh, you know? Will you do a survey about it? And one of the things that it really focused on was like how do you feel about like the length of this game compared to the value of this game interesting and it was interesting like going from literally playing arceus looking at my phone and seeing the survey and then talking about smt5 because i bailed on smt5 after 40 hours and i loved playing it but after a certain point, it just became so drawn out. Like, progressing wasn't uh, an interesting challenge. It was about how much time can you put into this mm-hmm. to grind up mm-hmm. your monsters and your demons so that you can fuse better ones. And it got to a point where the excitement and pleasure of leveling them and then putting them out in battle was just taking too long. And I like... Like, part of what makes Pokemon so fun is that it gets at the same sort of, like, here's just this fun reward system for an aesthetic world, and, like, we're just going to keep it cooking. Going to keep it cooking all the time. Uh, Susan, you... It's interesting because you've, like, fallen in love with this other game that is the exact opposite role-playing experience insofar as it is literally all menu (laughs) it is menu it's it's like a it's like a a native american creation myth but instead of turtles it's menus all the way down forever (laughs) (laughs) so tell dave you talked about voice of cards a little at the end of last year susan you're like in love with voice of cards oh my god all about it yeah so, uh, so I'm in this sort of, I'm waiting for Horizon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Horizon comes out next week. I didn't want, and Dying Light 2 came out. And I was like, I don't really want to get a big, huge game two weeks before you don't wanna, the you big, don't huge game. I'm 500 hours playing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also, apparently, it's super buggy, so it'll be really good for me to pick it up a, a little further down the line. How? How? After all this time, how can that be the case? I don't. You Dude, know, it's I'm Techland. Gonna... It's it's <laughs> a it's it's got yeah. the Eurojank. But I mean, I'm Dead Island was buggy as anything, and I love that game unreservedly and unironically. But anyway, so I wanted something to play while I was waiting for Horizon. It came out, and. Voice of Cards has this really intriguing idea, but more importantly, it has a demo. And the demo is maybe an hour or two. It's not a long demo, but it is a complete adventure that introduces you to all of the elements of the game, uh, how, you know, mechanically how it works, the whole shtick of it. And what's cool is it's not just the first couple hours of the actual game. It's this adventure while you're on this adventure you keep running into this other band of adventurers so for the demo you're this other band of adventurers huh. so and they're more they're more experienced than you are so 
they're higher leveled. So the demo isn't this sort of introductory, oh, you're getting your butt kicked. It's let us show you the mechanics of the game with characters that are strong enough so that even if you kind of screw up, it's not going to be disastrous. And then also make that tangentially connected to the game proper. Yeah. Beautifully yeah, it was, done. It was I, a nice uh, rug pull. Because, yeah, like I played the demo first, too, and I'm thinking, like, oh, I'm going to start playing with these characters. Nope. Yeah, nope. They, the, at the beginning of the of the actual game, they just kind of run past you, and then it you, the game transitions to you. No, you're playing as this kid now. And it's like, oh. Yeah, and the great neat. thing is the, the narrative says, oh, you probably think you're playing as these, but you're wrong. You're actually... Da, da, da. And it's what's what's really, really smart is in the demo, because they are higher level characters, they have abilities far beyond what you have when you start the game, but it shows you, hey, keep playing, and these are the kinds of things that will open up to you. It's brilliant. It's so incredibly well-crafted. But also, you don't have to play the demo in order to, to play the game. Your experience doesn't carry over. It's not one of those sitches. But I played the demo, and really appreciated what it was doing because it is very, very, very emotionally and structurally similar to playing an actual tabletop RPG with a game master Mm. where, you know, they say, you're like, okay, here's your situation. Here's what the room looks like. Here's what you've got. What do you do? And it feels like that give and take of person is telling you a story and you are responding to that story. You don't have the same kind of freedom that you do in a real life game with a real life game master, but it 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 scratches that itch incredibly well. the The art is gorgeous. The music is gorgeous. It's it's just aesthetically an incredibly satisfying thing. And yeah, it's all cards. It's it's your map is laid out. It's a it it's a bunch of pictures on cards, and the cards flip over when you move to it. So you can only see a little bit ahead of yourself. And it's it's got this kind of tactility mm. to it that is incredibly satisfying. It's funny. It's got wit, like a genuine wit to it. It's got multiple endings, which is cool. It's got secrets. So did you so, did you already finish? Did you already finish a run through the game? Twice, yes. All right, yeah. So that's, and now, like, there is already more of this coming out. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. uh, So, all right, two two things, two things. I know you love, you love actual, like, card-based games. I do, yes. And that this isn't card-based. It is not. No, you are not building a deck. Right. The only thing card about it is the aesthetic. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, you're not like playing a hand or building a deck or or basing it around you know colors or strength, nothing like that. No, no, no. Yeah. So it is it, in other ways. It's like you get you know you find a new piece of equipment, you put it on your person. Same classic RPG stuff. So the the other question I had was me, Dave, uh, old friend of the show Ludwig Kitzman. Mm-hmm. There's been this concerted push for like, I'm going to say six, seven years now of people trying to get you to play games written and directed by Yoko Taro. 
Yes, yeah. it's true. It's Pe- true. People have been fucking dead set yep. on trying to get you to play something made by Yoko Taro. It's and true. It, it finally happened. It did. And you know what? I didn't know it was at the time. I but <gasps> that's I knew it. I knew it. I fucking knew it. <laughs> yes. I was like, there's no way she totally would have refused to play. I did not know this was that dude until... So you have a a little um, marker. Yeah. You're like a little token that gets moved from the cards to the cards. And the download... I was like looking for downloadable content for this game because I'm like, I don't want to be done yet. This is so good. And the downloadable content is like you can change what the back of the cards look like or you can change what the table that things are being laid out on looks like or you can change your little token. And I, I'm like, oh, well, let me look at that. And it's a little moon, dude. Yeah. You know, I'm like, oh, this is that son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, my God. You got tricked. You got fucking taroed. It finally I happened. I did. So the que- the question then is... So like you 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 briefly touched on it. You were saying that like you you were really captivated by sort of how human and lushly written and funny it turned out to be. Yeah. So like tell I want to hear a little bit more about that. Like tell me a little bit more about like what it was tonally in the presentation of the story that really grabbed you. So the the protagonist of the story is, the, the the whole mission is the queen wants this dragon killed. And whoever kills the dragon gets a great big fat reward. Cool. You are a douchebag. You're like, I like money. I'm going to go kill a dragon so I can get me some cash. And you have a little monster companion who is adorable, who is named Mar. And then you, you accidentally bump into other people and they join your party. And But it's not like... But you're still always a greedy douchebag, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which I, which is hilarious to me. And the witch who joins your party, like you two bicker like brother and sister the whole time, and that's it's it's none of the usual taking itself super seriously mm-hmm. that these kinds of stories and RPGs uh, typically have. Um, and then you, <laughs> so the character art uh, for. NPCs is reused a lot. So all of the fishermen, uh, you, you go to a different, a couple different fishing villages. They're all really, they're all like mostly naked and jacked. <laughs> and so it's just making jokes about like their glistening bodies, and you're captivated by the muscles gleaming in the sun. Yeah, it's a your It's so. Funny! It's just ridiculous. And then you you <laughs> you meet this nutritionist and his son, and they're both and mostly naked and super jacked. And, and like the nutritionist is very very serious about nutrition, and so he's like, <laughs> "You need more iron." And the, oh god, it's just so dumb and silly. But again, presented with. A, a complete lack of self-seriousness. Yeah. Like, it's it's a story. Yeah. So people are, are treating it as such. But then there's also this weird, these weird, oh no, moments. You, you will go to uh, this one town called, I think it's Unionville, where humans and monsters live in harmony and isn't that great oh wait no the mayor is eating them what and 
you know, you think like, oh, you're going to get a chance to do something about that because you figure it out. You're like, oh, God, he's eating people's pets. Nope. You don't get to do shit. And I love that. Like, I love that dealing with the mayor who's eating monsters isn't a side mission for you. It's just informing the universe. It's just part of the world. Just, just part, part of the world. world. That is... I'm like, in some ways, it's unsatisfying, but I find it also very, very brave. That's... you, ju- th- Susan, you just distilled why people like all of Yoko Taro's games. Yeah, that, it's very, it's very Grimm's, Grimm's fairy tale kind yeah. of. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. That's a great yeah, way like of the, putting it. Yeah. There's, you know, a bit of humor, bit of the grotesque, a bit mm-hmm. of like, you know, like there's really no resolution here. This is Finality. just like there's yeah. the way <laughs> things are. Yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah. all delivered by this like really gruff sounding, like, uh, uh, game master essentially who yeah. just had like it's just kind of you you can s- hear him kind of like winking at you the entire time mm-hmm. he's delivering dialogue it's just it's yeah it's uh it's oh, it's so good oh, I also, do you remember one. in puppeteer when like if you if you know you put the controller down to go make a sandwich or whatever you could hear the audience start to get restless yeah 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 the game master will do stuff like that. No shit. He'll sit there and be like, he'll yawn. He'll uh, like, okay, you know, uh, just let me know when you're ready to start again. And like an actual game master would. I loved it. I love it so much. That's so cool. I I think, I think that part of the resistance that people have to checking out this guy's games is that the way they are discussed, I think people struggle to talk about what is so affecting about them without resorting to the language that sounds really pretentious like oh it's so Mm. profound oh it's so deeply moving when the reality is that it's it's capturing something so simple and true uh just about the humanity and all stories that like even that like the way i just described it right now sounds super fucking pretentious yeah but it's the only language you have to talk about why it's so meaningful to sit there and like run into that story of the mayor eating people and then have the you know the the game master sort of clearing their throat in the background uh yeah that combination of things is so powerful well, here's the the issue I have, uh, me, and this this is just me personally. So you take a uh, a, a game. What's the one with with B the android? Near Automata. Near Automata. Okay. Yeah. Here's everything I know about that game. A hot android girl that people either want to see upskirts or are taking screenshot upskirts mm-hmm. like oh good pervy cool pervy robot chick i'm real excited about that right combined with uh oh you got to play it more than once to get the real ending you take those two things and put them in the context of how those two things are typically handled in gaming right right and it's like yeah i'm good thanks fuck, no but, yeah I'm fine. yeah like, fuck off fuck off but yeah like in practice one of the very first like endings you get in near automata is you are like let out into the world 
they say, hey, you, Android, you have to go take care of these evil robots in the desert. And you go there, there's a commander who's in charge of the desert area. You talk to her, you go do the thing. You go back and talk to her again, and she's like, I have heard that there's a thing that humans used to do when there were a lot more humans around here. And they would take fish and they would put them over fire and then they would eat the fish for sustenance. I want to try this. Go find me a fish. If you want to get all the endings, you have to do this. So you'd go, <laughs> go back to like the field area. You find a fish, you bring her the fish. And she's like, I've cooked it. Will you try it first? And you're like, you're like, yes, I will eat the fish. No, you're a fucking android. The fish goes in your mouth. It gums up all your works. You die immediately. Hard cut to the credits. The credits for the entire game go by really, really fast. And it says, start again. You unlocked ending G. <laughs> That's what Nier is like. <laughs> yeah. It's It's got that same that same weird quality that you're talking about with voice of cards and it's it's hard to it's hard to get past that like oh it's the fetish made yeah that profound tale yeah. like when when the reality is is more in line with the uh it's a big weird world sometimes the mayor's eating their people yeah um, yeah yeah well, I mean, also, like, okay, so it's the dude in the moon mask with the fetish maid, mm -hmm. and you gotta play it more than once to get all the real endings. Like, I've been to that party. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But the, and then and then I play this game where there's there's just all these little hidden hidden things because the path to where you need to go. On, on this card, on this layout of cards before you is usually pretty obvious. Mm -hmm. And But if you go and just look around, just to flip over all the cards, you find all these little secret things. And some of them matter and some of them don't. And that's great. Yeah. And then you run into a character, uh, the other thing, oh God. And the, the, the you run into characters and one of, one of them has this, this ancient book that she's constantly reviewing. But she's really stupid. <laughs> so she's constantly getting stuff wrong. <laughs> Yay! And the, the, the GM flat out tells, like, he'll say things like, it occurs to you for the first time that Riddus might be really dumb. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fucking that great. is good storytelling. That's great. Uh, how long, so good. How long did it take you to do like your first to the first ending? Uh, you're looking okay. If you really want to examine everything and go all the you know do all the things and and there's also a, a side card game that you can play. You do not have to, um, but I enjoyed it a great deal. Um, you're looking at uh, 25 hours probably. 20 oh to wow, 30. that's a lot. Yep. It is. I mean, it's a very satisfying experience. It's a very... I tore through... Because I could not stop playing it. Yeah. I tore through it in a weekend. I, I have it. I, it's on my Switch. And I... Like, it, it's just a problem of timing. Like, I, yeah. I was in the same sort of Horizon situation that you were when it came out. 
because it came out like at the end of October or beginning of November last year, mm-hmm. uh, like maybe 10 days before SMT five. And I was like, oh, I'm yeah, not, yeah. I'm not starting this before I go down that rabbit hole. Um, D- Dave, do you know anything about the sequel? Like, uh, it's just, not a sequel, by the way. No. It's not a sequel. Oh, it's not. It's no, not no, it is another another adventure in that world. Um, see, but this, it is the, not a sequel. They're structuring it like uh, like game books. Like you go to the yeah. store and you buy like a D and D themed adventure that you play with your friends or like, stuff that like that. Tight. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I think it's good. really like because we we talk a lot about like Square Enix. And their very strange output, where some games have like like they, they try to treat them as like big budget endeavors, and then you discover oh there is no budget here, uh, <laughs> like, like the Quiet Man or Left Alive, like, Left Alive, yeah. yeah. But then you also like this came out right around the same time that Dungeon Encounters did, which was like yeah. super minimal. But it's like if you want like a really crunchy like eight nineteen eighties PC adventure like RPG like dungeon crawling RPG. This is your shit. And like I I have to applaud them for finding a way to create something that they could cheaply replicate mm-hmm. over and over and over again. Because again, like the point of the game isn't like the flashy graphics. It's it's the storytelling. It's 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 sitting down and having someone tell you a story and interacting with that story. And you don't need like you can like you have cards, you have the board, you have the table, you mm-hmm, create the mm-hmm. assets. And then you can just do that over and over yeah. and over again. And like, as long as it's making money for them, like I keep doing it because the again, one hundred percent. Yeah, the point isn't to, you know, like just tell a story. Like, like yeah, write a book, but with a little thing you can move around. Um, yeah, like you don't need to you know. There's an inn and an uh, 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 an alchemist and an item shop. In every town, do we need new drawings of what those look like? No. Yeah. Why? Who cares? Yeah, uh, it's it's the yakuza thing. It's the like, let's just yep, yeah, yep, be economical. Yeah, yep. But again, the point isn't that you're in the same city. Which I mean, the fact that you are in the same city does give it some sense of like place and life beyond the games. It's the people that you meet. It's the stories that you can tell within yep. that framework, and that's yep. that's the interesting stuff, and that's the thing. That like a lot of big budget games don't get. They, they never they, get that it, they yeah. have to reinvent the wheel every game. You know, oh, if we don't improve the graphics and add like three new sub features, uh, people won't buy it. Yes, we will. Uh, <laughs> uh, Susan, something very interesting to me too. Hearing you like be very excited about this, you actually mentioned the music. Yeah. You never mentioned the music. No. No. How good is his music? Kate? It's wrong. It's really fucking good, right? Yeah. That's yeah. Part, that's that's the other. Oh man, like don't <laughs> you don't have to fucking play near, but like maybe listen to the near soundtrack just to like get in there because KG Okabe's yeah. music's fucking He's, tight. Yeah. I own near. Yeah. Friend of the show, Ludwig Kitzman yeah. sent it to me. He gave it to me as a gift, and I still have it. It's still in the cling wrap because mm-hmm. I never opened it because I'm like. oh buddy but uh you know yeah this this trio that put this together of I can't remember the producer's name now but it's Yoko Taro Keiichi Okabe the musician and this producer 
And it's like the three of them sort of keep getting together to make these things. Kimihiko Fujisaka's the artist. Yeah. Is that it? Oh, no, 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 no. Not, not the so art, not the artist. It's the produ. It's Yosuke Saito. Yes, it's Saito. So Saito, the producer. What and else has he done? Is it just he, he so does the, he, like the he, near he, stuff. He, he did the near stuff. He did drank a guard with them uh, way back in the day. That's a fucking uh, weird game. right there. They the three of them made a mobile game for iOS a few years ago that I can't remember the name of. Dragon Guard is the is the Dragon P game. It's the Dragon P game. Same huh. same group, and mm. so. Uh, <laughs> I interviewed the three of them at the same time at PAX East in 2018. And, like, I was like, what do you guys really wish that you could work on next? Because they just finished, like, Near Automata. And all three of them, they were just, like, sort of looking at each other. He didn't have, like, the fucking mask on or anything. And they were just sort of very slowly, like... Well, I guess we all wish we were skinny again. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Which was an amazing answer. But they they were like, they, they all said, we, we wish we could just make something fast. Mm, interesting. And it's so fucking cool that this is it. Like, this is, this, this is the one. Um, yeah, I got, I got to play it. I got to play it. Um, I also, I'm so, Susan, I'm so glad that you're going to play Horizon so I don't have to and I get to hear about why it's cool. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I like, I like, all three of us have talked so often about how like we've grown out of the mindset, like you have to play everything so you can be part of it. And like, I'm like, nah, dude, like, I know that it's going to look mad cool and there's going to be like robo pterodactyls, but I just, I'm not like you guys Ain't your jam that's okay guys, i got you, you guys got all me. day you guys long got me. <laughs> i can't wait to hear about it mm. uh mm. before we bring it on home i want to hear about how dave lost a sunday like an alien abductee oh my god dude it's like i blinked and it was gone <laughs> my weekend was toast i had what plans. Were you doing? yeah i want to okay. hear i want to hear oh about god. it so i got a game because again I was in that position where it's like you're just kind of in between games I had actually just finished uh, a replay through of Arkham City yeah, wow. I'm just trying to, what yeah yeah uh, that game uh, 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 embarrassing in spots uh, Catwoman you know uh, mm-hmm. yeah but uh, still fun like still fun game but yeah very like of its time. Uh, but no, so I was just I was like poking around on Steam because I'm in I'm in save up for Steam Deck mode, so I can't like just drop mm. fifty bucks on a game right now. Uh, and then I saw this and it was three dollars. <laughs> three dollar game. It's, it's called Vampire Survivors. Uh, it's like what if someone just flat out stole not stole stole a. Uh, so heavily Stop. inspired by uh, the eight-bit NES art from Castlevania. Okay. And then uh, called all the characters like there's Arca. He's not Alucard. His name is Arca. Arca Ladonna. Mm. Uh, and then made a single-stick shooter, not a twin-stick shooter, a single-stick shooter, where you don't press buttons to activate your abilities. Your abilities are all just going. What, going. How does how, wait wait wait? And so like if you're pre- if you're pushing, you're like analog sticking around. Yeah. What what is it doing? 
Uh, every couple, every couple seconds, your your character starts with a single ability. Uh, some of them have a whip. Some of them have a magic wand. They all do different stuff. Like the whip will shoot out to the side. Uh, the magic wand will just fire a bolt, uh, like a magic missile, at a random enemy uh, every couple seconds. And all, all of these abilities just like generate will automatically fire every couple of seconds. And it starts out. The level starts out. You're just getting swarmed by bats very easy they go down in one hit and they all like most of the time they'll drop experience crystals which then level you up once you level up you can choose from a new ability like it'll randomly pick th- uh, from a pool mm. of abilities three that you can pick from it might be an upgrade to the one that you already have or it might be a new ability and uh the upgrades will do stuff like if you have the whip your whip will fire to the side uh one shot every couple of seconds you upgrade it now you get two, one out to the left, one to the right. Upgrade it again, it fires faster. Upgrade it again, you get a third whip. Upgrade it again, it's faster, does more damage, etc., etc. But then you get other stuff, like one of the abilities is the, the Bible from Castlevania. Like, sh- straight up the Bible weapon that you pick up, and it'll circle around your character at intervals. This is Resogun. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to yeah. say, or like Super Stardust HD. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. yeah. It's that, but the thing is, is that it, it, it really is like even more than like Resogun or those sorts of games because there's so many different abilities and that you can level them up in different ways and each character has their own sort of strengths and weaknesses. Like some characters have like, we'll start with a bonus to like the area of effective attacks, but like have lower walking speed. Uh, that sort of thing. So there's like, you, when the game is at its best, because the game is just like 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 Resogun does not throw this many enemies at you. Like you will just get swarmed by a hundred fucking giant bat- bats and Medusa heads, and you have to hope that when that happens, like 10, 15 minutes into your run, that the abilities that you've picked for yourself and upgraded for yourself uh, are able to to take them out without getting killed. Uh, it is it is the epitome of the like the one more run game uh it is like oh i can like cause, uh, you basically you have to last 30 minutes once you, like because once you hit 30 minutes death comes and just immediately kills you uh so yeah so is the, it like death yeah you know, like the, the, yeah with the side that okay. comes out and just wipes you out in one hit so really the like the game is figuring out which abilities to upgrade uh, making sure that you get as many experience orbs as you can, and then hoping against hope that you can outlast the wave after wave after wave of enemies that comes. It is incredibly simple to play, but the loop of like, you're like, oh man, I was so close. Like, if I had just gotten two more upgrades, I would have had enough and I could have outlasted everything. But then there's another layer. There's. Uh, there's like a rogue light sort of element to it where you're collecting gold as well which lets you upgrade a base set of stats that carry with you run after run so you can you can use that gold to upgrade so i will always start with an extra projectile on all of my weapons nice 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 i will nice, always nice, yeah. start with uh extra move speed or extra like i will get more gold for every run um it's just man for three dollars like i spent i think uh i've gotten 42 out of 43 achievements that's the other fucking thing so the (laughs) achievements in this game 
don't just unlock Steam achievements. Each achievement that you unlock unlocks an item which gets added to the pool for subsequent runs. So, like, you won't start... Like, your initial runs, you're not going to get very far. But as you progress and you unlock stuff, it's giving you more opportunities to... Like, more characters to play with, more abilities to use. Like, I unlocked a bird that if I pick that bird... Um, he'll just fly around the map and just like launch missiles at enemies that surround me and as i level it up he just does it faster and more and faster and more then once you get him all the way to level seven or eight uh you unlock an achievement which unlocks the blackbird version of that so then you can get two birds if you can get like get the abilities to show up during your run you can have two birds flying around and then once you level both of those up uh, and you collect a treasure chest, which all the treasure chest animations have this like really just satisfying slot machine, just like gold flying out kind of animations to it. Um, you can then upgrade both of those birds together to create a super bird that will fly around. <laughs> like you do. Like you do. Yeah, it's, it's just, it's so tight already. And it's still an early access. The plan is for the next year or so, this guy is going to just keep adding levels mm. and abilities and characters and then eventually there's going to be a story mode like right now this is just like an arc like a basic arcade mode to like basically test all of these different things together and make it feel good and then he's going to have like a, a full-on like story-based mode where you like go through and progress like an rpg um it's it's so good. <laughs> how did how did you find this again? So I found it. I initially found it. I did not buy it, but I added it to my wish list. I found it because Steam has a thing called the Discovery Queue, where it's like if you're just curious and you're like, "What's out there? What you got? What you got, Steam?" And it takes a look at like you know all of the games that you play, and then um, based on that and like other things that are like. Um, algorithmically successful you know like or like oh, hail the algorithm yeah the algorithm or like if it's just like a new game that they're trying to you know market push whatever like oh hey you know this new game coming out like people are wishlisting it a lot it'll show up in your feed and it'll just you click through and it'll give you like 12 you can look at it and go like oh this looks neat add its wish list no pass pass wish list pass this showed up that's how I found out about it. I didn't like. I wasn't hearing people talk about it until after I had already added it to my wish list. And when I saw it, one, it's like, yeah, it's just straight up in your face, like Castlevania pixel art. Look at it. Look at it. And like the 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 trailer is like delightfully like the like. I think the person who made this is based out of France. They worked on like other live service games out of France and like it like English is not their first language. So it's like just kind of like be like one of the phrases like become the bullet hell in the trailer. Uh, but I looked at the reviews and like you can get, kind of get a sense of like how many people have played or bought a game based on the number of reviews because like not everyone who mm -hmm. buys a game reviews it. This game had 30,000 reviews. Oh! It came out crazy. in December yeah. of last year in early access and already has 30,000 reviews, which means this thing is probably selling like 10 times that amount. Mm -hmm. Final Fantasy XIV has been out since 20... Like, I was just kind of poking around my list just to get a sense of like 2010, how many reviews. 2010, baby. Yeah. Well, it was on Steam in 2014, and 
that only has 50,000 reviews. A game that has like millions and millions of people playing it only has 50,000 reviews on Steam. So this game blew up out of nowhere. And it wasn't until after I wishlisted it that I started seeing like people like kind of going like, oh, this Vampire Survivors game is kind of cool, like on Twitter. Mm. The occasional, like, like I think maybe Kotaku, IGN or something had an article. But again, like that's not how I found out about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it just it ma- started making me think like we're completely irrelevant. <laughs> oh, but like, I, like, but like the the what I love hearing about this though is we were just talking about this a couple of episodes ago. Like this longing for spontaneous discovery, mm-hmm. and I like the thing that's great is, I mean the the traditional. The traditional video game journalism sphere and criticism, I mean, it's just fucking dead, man. Like, it's yeah. over. It's over. And the what what is left is like an Ouroboros. It is, it is a dialogue uh, that is speaking to itself endlessly, yep. like, diminishing as the tail is devoured down its throat. And that's fine. That's fine. It, like, it'll be back, you know? It'll turn into something else, and there'll be, like, a, a wonderful new sphere of, of criticism and discovery, whatever medium that may come in. These things are cyclical, and that's fine. But we had bemoaned the fact that, like, because of All Hail the Algorithm and the way All Hail the Algorithm had existed, we've had a couple of discussions over the past couple of years about the problem of discovery. Yeah. And the, the problem is not perfectly solved because like you know if you go in the playstation store or the xbox you know arcade store or the nintendo eShop, it's like it's like there's like you can almost like if we imagine the computer world like tron style where there are little blue people walking around on the inside it's like whoever goes on the consoles walks in with a giant 70s Oscar the Grouch style garbage can and it's just like, here you go! Here's what we got this week! Blah, garbage! But solutions are appearing like that things. Dave, of the the discovery mode on Steam, was it it works just enough to be like, people are, people are reviewing this thing. People are responding to this thing. And it recognized your taste and your library enough to be like, here's this thing that's that's getting a little bit of genuine human yeah. love. It reminded me of the other time the algorithm served me something good, and that was All right, okay, uh, okay, okay. Uh, Plastic Love. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's how I got into City Pop. Like, discovering this whole genre of music because the YouTube algorithm was like, this is big right now. This is kind of like what people like you, like you weirdos, are listening to. Maybe but, check it out. But it's, and it's like it's the rare moment where machine learning is is doing its proper job yeah, of yeah. interacting with real human activity, because those thirty thousand reviews from human beings that actually responded to something are what fed it to you, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's that's what gave it the juice it needed. To, to give you that magic um man I like I w- <laughs> I realize the answer is Steam Deck I acknowledge that the answer is Steam Deck because I'm sitting here like I wish this was on my Switch right now yeah and- well and that's the thing like 
It, this is honestly the kind of game that does make me most excited for Steam Deck because it is like it's still in early access. It's going to be worked on for the next year or so, probably more now that he's got like like this wasn't just some simple itch.io game. Like it's it's officially blown up, and he's got money now to spend on making this whatever he wants it to be. And yeah, like I like you like the the official verified playable unsupported list isn't up yet but the hooks are there so sites like steamdb.info i think is what it's called it's like they basically it scrapes steam for like meta information um that sort of thing and you can see which games are verified for steam deck before they put their official list oh. out. like that game's on there uh, so that game is going to be a really fun one to play, and I think like even in the like the the description for the game, he's talked about like he wants it on mobile, he wants it on like other platforms because like yeah, it's like a perfect mobile kind of experience for sure. Um, but yeah, like that's the kind of thing that I'm really excited about is just like 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 Steam for all of its faults, really it can be an exciting place. Like a like a very like wild west of game ideas, like some a game just out of nowhere, just exploding in popularity, um, and catching like everyone off guard, and I think like that that's really exciting. Um, I don't know if it'll have legs. I like I spent twelve hours over the past week, just it, it was my like I need to unwind after work and not think about anything, so I'm just gonna put this on and kill tens of thousands of monsters in a run and i've kind of seen everything that it has right now but like when i got it the day before i got it he updated it with like three characters and like three new achievements and like a bunch of new abilities and stuff so like they're he's adding stuff all the time mm. which is really cool um i'm gonna keep diving into this one for sure it's three dollars no. you'll know really yeah. quick if you like it or not but like three dollars is like nothing i have to i have to reinstall steam on my gaming pc my gaming pc turns uh eight in april which means it's finally getting to the age when pcs start to get a little bit of a mind of their own (laughs) (laughs) it's i wouldn't say it's getting squirrely but like steam behaves a little squirrely so i think i need to honestly my biggest recommendation Two things: upgrade RAM. Yeah, you want like 16 gigabytes of RAM in there. Get your operating like if you're not using an SSD for your operating system. I am. I am. Okay. I am. Okay. I got that covered. And and I got yeah, the RAM like the, covered. Uh, yeah, like that. That was my like like my because my gaming PC is got like six years old at this point right now. And yeah. It was like bogging down, but I once I once I put an SSD in here. Yeah, it feels like a brand new thing. And like. And the other thing about the Steam Deck too is like we're at the point now where games scale really well. Yeah, yeah. So you like your like your PC. Hey, my 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 PC. uh, You know, I I can play I can play stuff on it that is new and like not especially taxing. Like it still like runs Destiny Two really well. It still runs like Aliens Fire Team, which I. <laughs> I took I, I installed Aliens Fire Team and I was like, I wonder what I would have to do to get this to run at 60 frames per second on my eight-year-old uh PC and it's fucking awesome because 
if you turn down oh yeah put it on low dude put it on low and like it just looks like a 3do game it's fucking so cool (laughs) love that yeah it's really funny susan you should play aliens fire team by the way like okay like play with russ like it's like it's on ps4 right it's it's on everything and but like it is the most fun aliens game that has been made in like 30 years and i mean like aliens not alien like it's let's all shoot things and it's very like you are little band of colonial marines and then you go down and it's like left for dead but it's it, but like the levels are like longer than what you get with a level left for dead campaign and it just has a lot of fun with the lore because the first like level is just straight up here's an alien situation the the company needs your help to get a scientist out but then they're like oh shit the company got a signal from this other planet and they open an archaeological dig and you need to go get them out and you go and it's like a Prometheus planet like fun yeah it's, it's just really like it's very modest, but very good. And uh, yeah, that's the last thing I, I had on my PC. And honestly, I I can sort of see one to one since I installed that. That's when Steam started getting a little a little mm. wiggy. Um, yeah, I think I just need to clean it up. Um, man, guys, video games are happening again. Yeah, video games. games are good. Yay, real video games. Video games. Um, real gamins. Um, Anyway, Dave. Is that like Neil Gaiman? Like, is yeah, that what you're... Neil, okay. <laughs> Amanda Palmer announced video gamings. That's... Oh, no, they're not married anymore. I no. just re- I realized that. No. Can we... Yeah. I forgot that. Uh, Dave, whose fault is our show? <laughs> who, who, will, who will have to appear at the world court to answer for the who crime did, who of did causing this, this, this uh, show of things our patreon backer is patreon.com slash continue podcast uh any level of support helps us tremendously uh but at the ten dollar level and above we, uh say your name into a microphone which i'm gonna do now uh shout outs to josh jamie Souza, john buff toast doom cow adam gauntlet michael coffee fancy manatee Stormshot, double taco matthew peters denton brock Gluttony one of seven. Eric Van Quill, Fer- Frank Sands, Tyler Nilsson, Shane Nilsson, Yaddle, Pete, Ryan Brady, Jacob Christos, Chris Cook, Skip Dippity, Ryan Mance, Canonical, Tom Coveney, and Nick Rubin. Thank you. Thank you very, very much. Um, yeah, you know what? Uh, people who back this show, your your money dollars uh, ensures that all three of us can tell our significant others that we're going to use time to go do this and uh, also to give us uh, money to uh, buy extraneous things. And I'm really grateful that you guys back this show with money dollars because then Susan could get Horizon and then I can hear about Horizon and not have to play it. <laughs> That's how it works. Uh, and Dave could get a Steam Deck, and then I could just get to hear about a Steam Deck from my friend. <laughs> <laughs> but if you do not have a dollar and you are listening to this, that's fine, man. Just introduce the show to other people. I'm sure there are other deviants that would enjoy it that are in your social circle. Uh, you can follow us uh, variously across the internet. I'm at A. John Agnello. 
on uh, the internet um, and, at Twitter. And uh, yeah, Susan, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Susan Arndt. And uh, you can also read some stuff I've written recently at space.com. And uh, I may also, I am, I am batting around the idea of starting a uh, little tiny Patreon for my TV and movie writing. Oh, that's a great nice. idea. I would read that. Yeah. You going to substack it, maybe? I don't know. I don't know what the best, what are all the kids into the kid, these days? The kids are in the substack. Yeah. Into the, into the substack? Yeah, because yeah, like I, so here, here's an example of something that I'm, I'm tossing around in my head, and I think it, I think it makes for really an interesting discussion. So I just finished watching the Jack Reacher series. Mm-hmm. If you're not familiar with the character, he's huge. He's a mountain of a man. His physicalness is a focal point of the character, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is why people had problems with Tom Cruise. I was Cruise just going to say, great, starring great the- casting with Tom Cruise. Yes. <laughs> So in, in the new series, however, they have fixed that. They have a mountain of a man. He's enormous. And they make him naked a lot because his physique is astounding. And I don't mind that. <laughs> I'm okay with it. And then I'm, But then I'm sitting there wondering, I'm like, okay, does this make me a hypocrite, though? Because obviously they are doing something for... Uh, like, hey, look at dude's body. And, you know, that has historically been something I found fault with when it's done to women in shows gratuitously. And so, you know, I'm having to have that thought about that. Like, on the one hand, his physicality is very much part of the character. On the other hand, does he need to be naked quite that much hmm. to make that point? I'm not sure. I think, but- I, think, I think, Susan, you'll be ashamed of your words and deeds once you discover <laughs> the I'm reason. Thinking, right? There's the title of the first Substack newsletter. Am I ashamed oh, of good. my words and deeds? Am I ashamed of my words and deeds? Or am I just like, brother deserves to be gazed at because he clearly puts in the work. Well, I, so that's... I, Susan, you always say something that I, I... I wish I could use this line as confidently in conversation as you do, but I'm a white man and it's not cool. Yep, yep. <laughs> but you, you say, um, you know, if you're going to make objectification media do it it's true fucking do it like go for yeah. it we're humans there's no shame and in, in we're sensual creatures listeners yeah uh, that's a non-backer yeah. creepy voice for a change um we're sensual creeper, creatures <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah i like mean it, if you're, you're gonna lean into it then let's it. not pretend and like Jack yeah Reacher's- let's not pretend this is motivated by the story let's just go my dude spends time in the gym and let's honor him for that sure. with this shower scene yeah thank you like jack jack reacher is already a type of porn right like it's like it's like it's competency porn right it's like yes yep that's what people are into about the character he's fucking got the special set of skills so you know um make it a make it a a light kind of porn as well um yeah we're going to a different place with this episode everybody uh i actually i want to read that i want to read that shit very badly um dave where can people find you you can find me on Twitter at David Robots, uh, Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash continue podcast. That's, uh, by the way, uh, not to, if you also, another way to support the show, if you have Amazon Prime, you can subscribe for free and that does support the channel. So oh, hey. just to 
shameless plug for that there you go awesome yeah Love that. but nice. yeah you can you, you can you can do that as well but i'm i'm there every now and then streaming what i play trying to basically it's a way for me to get through my backlog while hanging out with people i like so, that so that's the if if, if you want to watch somebody tr- try to get themselves out from under a mountain of video games yeah I just realized I actually can plug real writing that people can can enjoy if they want to. Uh, it will be shipping next week, but Ship to Shore Vinyl Company is putting out uh, the soundtrack of Beautiful Joe on, oh my uh, on vinyl. And is that a more you gig? And if you want, if you want to read about, uh, read my insane thoughts about Beautiful Joe. They're they're in there, I mean. Tension a go go baby. I, there's it's like it opens with just four hundred straight words talking about a picture of Hideki Kamiya and his mom, which is the greatest picture in history. <laughs> that is that is the undiluted Anthony experience there you go. right there. Thank you. You have just witnessed years of my life. Uncut, <laughs> uncut. All right, everybody. We'll see you in two weeks. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.